0: Chapter One of the Diary of a Birthday Doll by Ethel Dow. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. It's Monday night, and I suppose it must be about half past eight o'clock. For just half an hour ago, I heard Grandma Ellis call up to the nursery, where Mamma Lucy was busy kissing Maud and Gladys. Finish saying goodnight to your dolls, and then the nurse will put you to bed. You know it is your bedtime, dear. Maud and Gladys told me only today that Mama Lucy's bedtime is always eight o'clock, excepting on her birthday, when Grandma Ellis gives her another hour as an extra birthday present. And poor Mama Lou is always so sleepy that she can only use half of it. Mama Lucy must be in bed now, and Maud and Gladys are fast asleep, for their heads are bent back the least little bit. They were made that way. I hardly believe that I would like to be a sleeping doll. It must be so very unpleasant to have to go to sleep whether you're sleepy or not. It would make me quite dizzy, I know, to be clicked out of conversation and then suddenly clicked into a conversation without any warning, sometimes twelve or twenty times in one hour. And so much sleep must make a doll stupid though I wouldn't say a word against Maud and Glad's, who have been very kind and polite to me. Besides, I must not forget that I would have been a sleeping doll myself, if it hadn't been for the accident. That happened to me when I was quite complete, and most likely I'd be much happier now if I were what I was intended to be. Indeed, I am not at all happy, though no one could tell from my face, for one of the first duties that a doll has to learn before she goes out into the world is to keep all the same calm quiet expressions through all sorrows and all joys everything is quiet and dark now i wonder if my mamma lou is dreaming i wonder if she's dreaming of me silly child that i am of course she isn't didn't she say that she didn't like me the very first minute she saw me haven't i been here for two whole days and three long dark nights and has she given me so much as a good-night kiss If she's dreaming of anyone, she's dreaming of Gladys and Maud. Oh, Gladys and Maud, how lucky you are. I wonder if you appreciate your good fortune, but I'm not the least bit jealous. I'm not. I'm not. It's horrid to be jealous, only, only, I wish Mama Lou would love me too. If I were a little girl, made of flesh and blood, and feeling as sad as I do now, I'd be crying out loud this very second. But i'm only a bisque doll made of hard plaster and there's not a single drop of water in me to spare for one little tear anyhow it would be quite impossible for a real living girl to have my troubles because there's not a single child in this wide world that isn't loved and hugged by its mother while my mamma my mamma oh i hate to say it but really and truly and Maud, and gladys think so too Mama Lou is not so sweet and kind to me as she might be. It certainly is dark and quiet here in the nursery. I have nothing to do but just lie flat on my back and stare up at the ceiling and think and think and think. I wonder if it could be possible for a teddy bear to get wild in the nighttime and break out of the little trunk that my Mama Lucy has locked him in. Oh dear, I wish I had thought of that. I'm really getting frightened. Wouldn't it just be dreadful? I wish I could wake Maud and Gladys. I'm awful scared lying here in the dark. He might catch me by the hair and scratch me with his claws. Oh, 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 but he is too much of a gentleman to be so rude. I'm sure he is. Teddy, Teddy, aren't you too much of a gentleman to scratch me? Teddy, Teddy, I'll just ask him to make sure. Teddy, 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 he won't answer me. And I'm so much interested in him. Mama Lou isn't kind to him either. Poor Teddy. Teddy, Teddy, Teddy Bear. No, he won't answer. Gladys and Maud told me today that he would never speak. But if he knew how miserable I am, I'm sure he'd... Teddy, Teddy. No, he won't answer. And I've just got to lie here lonely. And think, and think i wonder how i'd be feeling right now if i hadn't had that accident before i was complete it certainly was careless of that girl over at the factory to give me one blue eye and one brown eye instead of a pair of the same color how all the girls working with her laughed when they saw me that was my first embarrassment i get hot all over whenever i think of it i was supposed to have eyes that would open and close but by the time she had corrected her mistake and fixed me with a decent pair of blue ones, she had poured so much mucilage into my head that my eyes were stuck in tight forever. I was rather confused at the time and didn't quite know what was happening. It was only a long time after lying in the darkness of a narrow cardboard box in the toy store, thinking, thinking, and waiting to be sold, that I understood. The girl had changed my character completely. Instead of an aristocratic sleeper, I had become an ordinary wide-awaker. Not that I mind it in the least, and I'm sure that a sleeper cannot be nearly so clever as a wide-awaker. But when I'm lying here all alone in the dark, I sometimes think that it would be sweet to close my eyes for a second, just forget that I'm a mistake, and that my Mama Lou does not love me, and she would love me if I were a sleeper, she as much as said so when she first saw me. It was last Saturday, wasn't it, that Mama Lucy's Uncle Harry bought me and took me away from the store. He's my great-uncle Harry, Ellis. Of course, though, I didn't know the relationship, nor his name then. I was glad to get away, even though I had had quite pleasant times there, because I'm always anxious for something new. I could always hear what was said, and oh, the funny remarks that I did hear. I'll have enough to do for the rest of my life, just remembering the odd things that had happened in the store. It was about half past seven o'clock in the evening when I heard Uncle Harry's voice saying, I'll take a doll, please. Yes, sir. Blue eyes or brown eyes? Which style would you like me to show you? Oh, any doll will do. Blue eyes, I guess. You needn't bother about showing it to me. I don't intend to nurse it myself. Just wrap it up for me, and that will do. All dolls look alike to me. I heard a laugh, in the storekeeper's answer, the young ladies managed to find quite a difference sir and just as i was wondering who would be chosen i was whisked box and all off my shelf and uncle harry was carrying me head downwards at a quick trot in the cold night air away to my new home i was quite dizzy at the end of a few minutes and nearly fainted before the walk was over how strange it is that people cannot understand that carrying a doll upside down upsets her stomach dreadfully now, Uncle Harry, Maud and Gladys told me, is supposed to be very clever and is even going to be a doctor next June. Yet for over ten minutes he persisted in swinging me by the feet. A nice doctor he'll make, but I'm not angry at Uncle Harry. He's only one of those dozens and dozens that think a doll has no feelings. No feelings? Ha ha! Oh, Mamma Lou, maybe you think I have no feelings. Last Saturday night, when you'd clapped your hands with delight at Uncle Harry's jolly news, I bought you a doll, Lucy, and then sobbed as soon as you had seen me. Oh, 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 I don't like her. Look at the funny eyes she's got, and she can't even close them. I don't want a doll that's not a sleeper, Uncle Harry. And oh, she's not a bit pretty. I have no feelings? I have no feelings. If you had only known how I felt... Lucy's mama, my grandma Ellis, said sharply, Shh, Lucy, that isn't nice of you. If you talk like that, you will hurt your Uncle Harry's feelings. Grandma Ellis is very sweet, but it never struck her that Mama Lou was hurting my feelings. Oh, nobody ever think of a doll's feelings. And she has no clothes, Mama Lucy screamed. I don't want a dolly that has no clothes. That's right, said Uncle Harry. She has no clothes. I never noticed that. Then I took a peep around the room and saw him standing by the fireplace, scratching the back of his neck and looking very red and foolish, even though he is so clever and that he will be a doctor by next June. I saw Grandpa Ellis, a very handsome man, about thirty years old, laughing in a corner and shaking his finger at Uncle Harry, and Grandma Ellis, a sweet looking woman with golden hair and blue eyes, who was holding me on her arm, and my Mamma Lou on her lap, saying, Why, she's a mighty pretty doll, Lucy. Now, don't be naughty. Go over to Uncle Harry and tell him that it was very sweet of him to think of you. Go over, dear, and thank him nicely. And then my dear Mama Lucy cuddled her head into Grandma's neck just the way I'd like to cuddle into my Mama's round, white, little neck. Sniffed three times. Oh, she's got the cutest little turned-up nose to sniff with went very very slowly over to uncle harry said thank you uncle harry i I guess thanks uncle harry and then she ran very quickly over to her papa and he took her on his lap and kissed her mamma lou went to bed in about ten minutes after that and she carried me upstairs into the nursery in the long dark box how i felt that saturday night I wouldn't want the meanest little doll on earth to feel one hundredth part as sad as I felt, not even for the one hundredth part of a second. It's not my fault I have queer eyes, I sobbed. Please don't be angry at me, Mama Lou. And again and again in the darkness of the box. Please don't be angry at me. I'm so sorry I'm a disappointment. Let me see. Yesterday was a Sunday, wasn't it? And it was yesterday that I had that unpleasant bath. I was just saying, I'm so sorry for maybe the 50 millionth time you can say please don't be angry at me. A great many times in one night, if you keep at it steadily and don't take too many long breaths between, Once suddenly I felt the lid of the box being taken off. A beam of sunlight flashed into my eyes, and I saw my darling Mama Lou in her, in her, without a petticoat looking down at me oh but i was glad for the moment that i wasn't a sleeping doll for had i been and lying flat on my back with closed eyes i couldn't have seen her so quickly she took me around the waist and looked at me very carefully and said very very slowly well i don't think you'd be so bad if only you wouldn't stare so now listen dolly I'm going to call you just Dolly until I make up my mind what your name is going to be. We are all going out to Grandma's today. My great-grandma, I said to myself, and I want to take you along with me to see how you behave in company. I'll ask Gladys to lend you her pink ribbon and pink dress, and I guess I'll give you a bath. Gladys, I thought, who's that? She put me back in the box, and I was quite happy. Of course she's going to love me, I said to myself she was sleepy last night and didn't know what she was saying she's so sweet and she loves everybody i'm sure i couldn't see anything except a patch of ceiling just over my head but i heard the rattling of porcelain bowls and the splash of water and the opening of drawers and mama lou saying oh nurse will be angry that i've wet the carpet and the plushing of chairs and i guessed that mama lucy was preparing a bath for me It must have been very very early even the servants weren't up yet for excepting the noises that mama lou had made the house was perfectly still soon she came up to me with a towel tucked about her waist saying oh my that bowl was heavy now dolly don't cry take your bath like a lady cry i was too happy to say a word she picked me up and threw me over her shoulder carried me over to my tub a bowl half filled with water resting on a great green wooden chair, and then I'm not in vain, and I'm not so perfectly wild over clothes as some dolls are. But at that moment, I almost fell out of my mama's arms in delight, for hanging over the back of the great green chair was the sweetest pink Mother Hubbard dress, with white frills at the neck and sleeves. And oh, how often I have longed for just such a neat little gown! mamma lou slipped a pink ribbon under some of my hair and tied a bow it's not nice to be in vain but i certainly did feel proud then she held me up in front of her screwed her mouth towards the right side half closed her right eye and said you'll do pink is your little girl's color that's certain whatever did she mean by that maybe the dressmaker or nurse once said to grandma ellis about my mamma lou one two three my mama kept on and indeed i listened carefully in you go into the tub and in a second from ribs to knees i was covered in icy water she threw me in so quickly and the shock was so great that i couldn't help splashing and great drops fell onto her bare little legs oh you naughty she cried ah it's cold she let go of me suddenly to stretch out her hand for the towel of course i lost my balance i haven't had much practice at sitting and toppled right over my hair dipped deep into the water and my silk ribbon my pretty pink silk hair ribbon got soaking wet oh oh cried mamma lou you naughty child what have you done there's poor gladys prettiest ribbon just ruined that's not the way to make your sisters love you to go and spoil their pretty ribbons that they lend you i'm surprised i'm simply surprised at you and i'm awfully afraid that you're going to be a naughty child oh how ashamed i did feel but it really wasn't my fault i was not to blame was i if i hadn't been taught to sit up like a lady do i think my mamma needn't have scolded me quite so much because it was bad enough for me to know that my very first ribbon i ever put on was simply ruined and to feel my hair all grumpy and pasty sticking out of my wet neck if it hadn't been for the peeps that i got from that pretty pink mother hubbard i'd have felt perfectly miserable i don't know what to do with you said mamma lou very strictly but i suppose i'll have to forgive you now do sit up and behave yourself and if you get some soap in your eyes just remember that soap in the eyes is good for the stomach. Nurse says so. And don't complain. Sit still and don't wriggle now. There. And in a second, I was quite blinded with some soft bedding stuff rubbed all over my face with a sponge. I had just got my breath back enough to cry out, Please, Mama Lou, please hurry. Oh, this is simply awful. Please hurry. Please, please. When I heard the opening of a door and a scolding voice, miss lucy i'll tell your mamma on you what do you mean by getting out of bed at this hour and messing up the nursery and not a blessed thing on you'll catch your death of a cold now this wasn't quite true mama lou had shoes and stockings on and a shirt and a towel and ever so many other things i was the one that was in danger of catching my death of a cold though of course no one ever thought of me it's the trial of my life being your nurse i tell you and then the nurse a big girl not all sweet or pretty rushed up and shook her finger about twenty times a second so close to my dear mamma's cute nose that if the finger had been the least bit longer there would have been an awful collision i'm sure look at what you've done to the chair cried the nurse the soap's gone and taken all the paint off the seat no wonder that soap is mean enough for anything i thought and see how you've splashed the carpet well i never now you just stand there and don't budge till i come back with a cloth to wipe it up and take care that you don't get into any more mischief and she bounced out of the room i peeped up at mamma lou dear mamma lou she was almost crying one finger was stuck deep in her mouth i didn't mean to do anything wrong she mumbled not very plainly because the finger blocked the words and you shouldn't scold so you're a mean old thing so there then she turned me and you're a mean old thing too and i'm not going to take you with me to grandma's you don't know how to behave yourself well i never was so shocked in my life what had i done to mamma lou she rubbed the soap quickly off my face and then i'm going to put you in your box for punishment till to-morrow morning and see to it that you don't get into any more mischief. You're a terrible trial, she said, all wet and shivering as I was, and without giving me a chance for one last peep at the gown I was not to wear, she hurried me into my box and clapped the lid on. Oh, Mama Lou, I said again and again and again, I didn't mean to do anything wrong. You know it's not my fault, but I don't call you a mean old thing because you just didn't think what you were doing. Oh, that pretty dress! What a disappointment! Mama Lou, how could you treat me so? And all day long I lay and thought, Oh, Mama Lou, how could you? That happened yesterday, didn't it? And today, oh yes, today Mama Lou took me out of my box and introduced me to Gladys and Maude. They sleep in one bed, and she put me between them. To get acquaintance, she said. That was thoughtful of Mama Lou. Maud and gladys are really very sweet-tempered and no wonder that mamma likes them she propped them up on pillows to keep them awake and from half-past eight when she left for school till half-past two when she came home those girls did nothing but talk i know everything about everyone my what heaps and heaps of stuff they didn't rattle off into my ears and i was feeling so sad all the time just because mamma lu had kissed them before she left and had only said now be good to me before a good-bye even gladys and Maud thought it was rather mean of her and i must say oh well it's not nice to complain and i tried hard not to feel hurt when she tucked Maud and gladys in-, in so lovingly tonight and said to me now be sure you don't disturb them she stayed in the nursery only a short while after school and just ran in after supper again to say good-night I have a cold, she told us, and Mamma wants me to stay near her all the time to be sure that I don't catch another. I do hope that the water I splashed on her yesterday didn't give it to her. Poor Mamma, Her little nose was very so red and swollen. I believe that I'm tired of thinking. I wish Teddy, but there was no use calling him. I'm sure he won't answer. Teddy, Teddy, I say, Teddy. No, oh dear. I think I'll begin to count to make the night pass quickly. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. End of chapter one.